Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Bills trying to pick it up. They can. Allen throws. Intercepting. It's Josh Allen. Intercepting. Josh Allen. Yes, sir. Josh Allen. The Josh Allen versus Josh Allen show. The ball came out after the tackle. That's why I'm turning up. I'm turning up. Come on, we gotta turn up. We gotta turn up. We gotta turn up. We gotta turn up. And the Jags have it. Mic'd up is officially very good luck. In the two wins the Jaguars have had, Josh Allen is mic'd up, so we are going to clock it in that that is a very good sign. And speaking of Josh Allen, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week just announced this morning. Congratulations. Could not have gone to a better guy, and it has been a while since the Jaguars have been awarded one of these. He's really good. Mm-hmm. He's really good. I remember draft night in Nashville when I was, you know, they, they thought he was going to go before where the Jaguars picked at seven, and they were, I was getting a feed of who to go find in the green room. They were telling me to go find T.J. Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they started yelling, no, 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 it's Allen, it's Allen, it's Allen. They were surprised he landed to them and how fortunate they are that he slid to them at number seven because that guy is a top talent. And I think we're just we're starting to see him take over games. He did in London against the Dolphins. He played so well in Seattle. And then, of course, last week, now he's the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Watch out, Indianapolis. Well, it speaks to how, you know, in the NFL these days, we want everybody to be everything immediately. Mm-hmm. And Josh was good as a rookie, but he, you know, he wasn't great last year when he played. He was beat up. He, you know, a lot was going on around him. I don't say he wasn't great, but he was, you know, f- fans early this year were starting to. Is he a franchise guy? Is he this? Is he this? It takes time for the game to slow down to the point where you can be great like he's becoming. Uh, so. Sometimes it takes a couple of years before guys reach that point of living up to draft expectations. Mm-hmm. And I get around here, a lot of guys haven't. But Josh is certainly, to me, looking like the second guy on this franchise that you're going to build around, first being the quarterback. Well, just to, to echo that point, if you go down the hallway, Trent bulky has been around a while, and you and I remember, and, and he does too, when first-round picks didn't necessarily start as rookies. It took time for them to work their way into the lineup. Um, so you look at Josh Allen and the way that he's progressing right now. I mean, he has the look of a long-term player. Well, okay, so you'll sacrifice a little bit here and there as he learns mm-hmm. to get that for the long term. He's terrific. And here's what's really important about that. I get that they, they had Jalen Ramsey and whatever happened, happened, and he's not here anymore. Uh, he was a core guy, top five guy, probably a Hall of Fame talent. But what they haven't had on defense in in a long time, maybe since Tony Brackens, yeah. um, and it's it's such a different game that's hard to compare Tony and Josh. But they haven't had that guy close to the ball, impact pass rusher that you build around, which is really, to me, it's much easier and better to build around that than it is to build around a cornerback. Mm-hmm. So they haven't had that defensive player. Brian, I, I, I don't no, know. It would be Brackens. Had, a guy quite, 
Yeah, but even with Bracken's pure pass rusher, maybe not the run player that Josh was. I mean, Tony was really good. I'm not. He was 265 pounds. Now. Yeah, he could anchor in. Um, but they haven't had this guy on no. defense to build around in a long time. And I'm not saying anything against Henderson Stroud. Those were great defenses. Right. I'm not comparing it to that. But this guy's a, a build around player. This guy's a difference maker. He's yeah. a game changer. He makes those kinds of plays. And just to compare and contrast, Unique Ngakwe was a terrific pass rusher. He, he didn't do what Josh does. <laughs> mm -hmm. He doesn't have Josh's frame. He doesn't have his weight. So Josh is a complete player. And it's worth noting, if you haven't heard it, a terrific human being. Right. The kind of guy that, that you build your locker room he around. He fits around everything off the field as well, which certainly helps. Yeah, and, and it's worth saying also <laughs> um, the scheme that they've put him in, that Joe Cullen has installed yep. this year, seems to be favoring him. And it was probably a bit of a learning curve for him at the early part of this season to get adjusted to what they wanted from um, but with nine games left to play, really good sign what we've seen the last three weeks. Absolutely. Make some money. Well, he, he was wearing that green jacket afterwards, and I said to him, Not a coincidence. Uh, do your money dance, huh? Yeah. <laughs> good for him. Congratulations yeah. to Josh Allen, AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Let's get into big things. Big thing one is need for speed. It is obvious the Jaguars need more downfield threats. Well, what they have is what they will have the rest of the season. So one thing that will certainly help is – Getting running back James Robinson back on the field. Uh, he, he should be ready. Uh, obviously, we're going to be very smart with him because he's a, you know, he's, I know he's only a second-year player, but he's a tough grinder. I would have played him if he would have been able to go. You know, we don't have a rule about you have to practice certain. Depends who it is, and he's. Uh, so I expect him to be limited a little bit early in the week, but he, I'm hearing everything's real positive. Big thing, too, is Taylor the Terrible. The Jaguars getting ready to play the Colts this weekend, and that guy, Jonathan Taylor, is the best running back in the NFL right now on the field. You have to respect the run this week, and this is really different than what we saw against the Bills. The Bills were the highest-scoring offense in the NFL, but not so much against the run. So this week with the Colts, Jonathan Taylor really have to have great run defense this week. Big thing three is get to it. The bye week did them no favors after beating the Dolphins. How does getting right back on the field give this team a chance to build momentum going against the Colts? Yeah, we didn't play well after the bye week. You know, I just think we still are a young team that needs to work. You know, you, I, I've always get spooked when you say four days off of throwing and catching and taking care of the ball and tackling. And I think our guys are anxious to get out there Wednesday. They like we adapted our schedule a little bit. They felt fresh, and uh, you know, obviously, this is a in in, in division uh, division uh, game. So, we had our team meet; they're excited, ready to go, try to stack a win. Try to stack a win, two wins in a row. Hopefully, this week for the Jaguars, and hopefully, James Robinson is back on the practice field today. It Let's is key, very key this week. So, in the NFL, it's about players, not plays, right? Always players, unless your players are hurt. So it's not like the Jaguars didn't think they had some speed with DJ Chark and with Travis Etienne. But with those two guys gone, now it's not who, John, it's how. How do they structure an offensive game plan to create points? Because you're not going to win with nine points on Sunday. No chance. You've got to go and put the ball in the end zone. James Robinson certainly helps because of play action. But they've got to figure out, Brian Schottenheimer and Daryl Bevel have got to put scheme into motion this week to get these guys into the end zone. Yeah, I don't envy them. I mean, I, it's their job, and they make much more than I do. So in a way, I do envy them. But it, um, <laughs> it, it's it's going to be difficult. I wrote in one of my quick thoughts uh, for Jaguars.com that 
the reason that I'm not sure this team is going to be able to run off a big run, it's not that they're not improving. It's not that there's not tangible things that are going really, really well. It's that I wonder where the easy points are going to come from. They won 9-6 last week. I, I could easily see this team over, what, uh, nine more games, having three or four games that they win 21-17, mm-hmm. 17-16. But, boy, it's hard to do that every week because that means the games are always going to be tight, and it means it's going to be one way or the other. So, you know, I don't know how you scheme for a wide receiver core that so far has showed you that it is not a downfield wide receiver core. Right get LaVisca involved close to the line of scrimmage, but they've done that, and the problem is it's hard to break out of that. It's hard to be a tackle-breaking wide receiver and make huge plays because guys can tackle. So I don't know that there's an answer beyond squeeze Jamal Agnew in there, get some speed plays in spots. I worry about its consistency. The defense played well, has played well the last two games in three quarters. The offense is only averaging 16.5 points a game. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. So It needs to be mid-20s to win consistency. And, I, and I don't think they've scored more than 20 this year. 23 against Miami. 23, okay. Yep. So 23 points is, is their, their cap so far this year. They've got to score points. I think John, James Robinson helps because the threat of play action will certainly give an opportunity for a guy to make a play, to, to beat someone, right? Um, but if you don't have him and they drop those two safeties closer to the line of scrimmage because they're not worried about your speed, it makes it really tough for guys to get open. So we're putting a lot of James Robinson. He's going to have to be a key player and stay if, healthy. If you're watching this team the rest of the way, I, I kind of look at it and think, if you want to see if it's playing well offensively, I wouldn't necessarily look at the points because I think it's going to be hard for them to get to the high 20s. If they're putting together some drives, if they're methodical, if they look like they're playing better, Ben Barch is a guy who's playing a lot better. If guys on the line look like they're playing better and Trevor looks like he's controlling that, I don't think you're going to see huge yardage gains because of the receivers, but I think you can still see progress, points in the high teens, low 20s, get a few wins. I just worry about that, you know, being able to break out offensively. It, it does bear mentioning, if they get a couple turnovers like they did last week and give extra Trevor chances. extra but yeah. short fields, right? Well, okay, well, that'll certainly help their cause. So as the defense improves, it should give them some more chances as well. But the bugaboo here is that the speed guys that they were counting on giving them that explosiveness that Urban Meyer has talked about since he arrived, those guys are standing and watching on the sideline. Yeah. So you got to figure out how as opposed to who. Yeah, and it's really – you look at – it almost seems like every single game there is one play where you go, oh, my gosh, catch the ball. Yeah. And that was last week against the Bills in the end zone. In the end zone, C.J. Beathard has a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're talking a little bit differently because we saw it happen, but – it seems like every single game there's that one moment where you shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, and that's very, very true. The thing is, they I don't know that they have the weapons outside consistently to give themselves multiple chances in right. that. When you're playing really well in your high-powered offense, you have a drop. And you get but over you've it. also got yeah. two or three other guys who make the plays. Right now, it was Miles Jack a couple weeks ago talked about the margin for error. To me, that's part of the margin for error. When your guys aren't big-time dynamic receivers. They don't have that right now. When you don't have that, then everything becomes, well, they got to catch that one or they're mm-hmm. not going to get another chance. Exactly. That's why you need the big-time guys. Just one thought on Jonathan Taylor. Um, coming off a huge Thursday night game against the Jets, and the Jets have some talent on defense now. He went for 172 and had that long run. Uh, this is a guy who beat the Jaguars last December 
Uh, what do you have? 8.4, 8.5 yards per carry? I think he had 475 yards rushing. Yeah, 253. So it's not going to be as easy to rush the passer because you're going to have to respect the run yeah. this week. With, with Buffalo, you didn't worry about the run. With this team, if you can stop the run and force Carson Wentz, he'll throw the ball up now. He hasn't thrown as many interceptions this year as he did last year, but he'll throw some bad balls out there mm-hmm. and give you an opportunity to go make a play on it. But it all starts with stopping Jonathan Taylor. It's as different a defensive challenge as you can possibly imagine yeah. and a different defensive game plan. So I wouldn't necessarily think, oh, the Jaguars played great defensively last week. doesn't mean it's going to translate. They'll play better. But shutting this, team's down, shutting this team down is a different beast with the defensive personnel on this team. But forget the numbers. Yeah, this team has played the run very, very well mm-hmm. in 2021. So there's every reason to expect they'll go up and play well. Yes, totally different game plan. And that is big things when we come back on the Jaguar Digital Network. Some of this or that coming up. Jags Drive Time is brought to you by TIAA Bank. Turn potential into progress. And by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. Price.com is the easiest way to save money with comparison shopping, cashback, coupons, all in one. It's free. Try Price.com today. This for that. This or We're back, Jaguars Drive Time. It is Wednesday. It is time for This or That, presented by Price.com. And Brian Sexton is up first. Yeah, who do you think the uh, the Jaguars match up with um, in the AFC South better? The Colts or the Titans? I mean, they, I think they've lost six of seven against the Titans, but they're six and five in their last 11 against the Colts. I think those numbers are right. Um they are almost 500 against Indianapolis, which would say they match up better with them. Um, but this team is a run-the-ball team right now, so that kind of plays towards Tennessee. What do you think? I think Tennessee not having Derrick Henry is huge because every time we talk about the game, that dominates the conversation. So without him the rest of the season, I think it's a different ball game, and I would maybe say they match up better against the Titans now because of that. I don't think anybody in the AFC matches up very well against the Titans. I think, I think right now, even without Derrick Henry, they're the best team in the AFC. They're playing really well. Uh, I like their. I always like the Jags matchup against the Colts. Simply, uh, they seem to have some sort of weird confidence against them <laughs> that they can play against them very well, even when they weren't playing very well. Uh, I think this is a huge game for the Jags, um, and I don't want to overplay it, but. If you win this one, you've won three of four. If you win this one, you've now beaten two teams that came into the game thinking they were a playoff team. It's different from Miami because Miami didn't think they were a playoff team realistically. All of a sudden, you show your fans, we can do it twice. This feels big for how we're going to feel about this team going forward. It's been two years since – it's been October, more than two years, of 2019 since they've won consecutively, Mm -hmm. right? And and I'll say the – it, this is flopped because back in the day, even though the Jaguars played the Colts tough against Peyton Manning and Edger and James and then Joseph Adai and all the receivers they had, uh, they rarely won, right? But in the last five or six years, even when Andrew Luck was here, they still won. The Jaguars were competitive. 50-burger. <laughs> they had a 50-burger on them in 15 or 16. 50-burger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I remember. Everybody loves a 50-burger. Yeah, yeah. But, but this— 
even last year, right, when we knew what the Jaguars were. And, and they, the, the Colts came in, you know, touting a playoff team, opening day. Jaguars beat them. They beat them at the end of 2019. They beat them back-to-back games, if you call. The last game of 2019, the first game of 2020. So they've been more competitive against them. Uh, it's a different game up there on the turf with their speed. Mm-hmm. It is a huge game. John's absolutely right. Yes, he is. What's your this, what is your this or that, John? Easy for you to say. The... Uh, <laughs> Josh Allen is a better against is a better player against the run or the pass, and I'm not sure which it is. Um, I think right now he's actually better against the run, and that's saying something because he's starting to rush the passer very very well. I I had this as my this or that more to make the point that he's a phenomenally com- complete player for a guy who is was drafted as a quote pass rusher. He was dynamite against Seattle, against the run. Uh, he's, he was, his biggest play of the year, arguably, still was the play against Miami when he basically got, uh, got him the ball back. Um, I think he's a little better against the run right now, but he's really good at both, and I, I think he's on the verge of becoming a perennial Pro Bowl guy. So uh, I'll go with the pass rush. You mentioned Tony Brackens earlier, and I remember we had this conversation on the practice field, Ashley. I watched him. And he was moving like Brack used to, right? I mean, the way that he could hit a bag and then bend and turn and get around a guy who was right next to him. And I thought, I, we just haven't seen that sort of athleticism out of a defensive end. So I'll say the pass because I think it plays to his explosiveness. Um, but you're right. He made the big play in Miami. And then there he is crashing down and taking advantage of the opportunity that Adam Gotts has set up for him. Uh, really, just a terrific all-around football player. And I think that's the... The key phrase you just said was football player because there are pass rushers who were put on this earth to rush the passer, and that's just what they do, and they have the God-given ability to do it. Um, This guy's football awareness, the ability to read a quarterback, come off of it, sense what's going on around him, that's what makes him so good against the run. He's clearly more than a guy who just lines up and gets after the quarterback. Although that's what you get paid for. Well, but, exactly. Yeah. Go back and look at the play on the interception that he made, though, and he came from the far yeah. side of the field yeah. where he did not rush the passer. You talk about him dropping back into coverage. Well, that was the play isn't made if he doesn't do that occasionally. Mm-hmm. I think this scheme and the coaching staff have done a great job of putting him in a position to play at his very best. There he is, coming all the way across the field and making that play. He's just, he might be your best player mm-hmm. on either side of the ball. Yeah, and if you watch Mike Dup on Jaguars.com right now, he talks right before that play about just having the instinct that he knew the interception, the ball was going to yeah. come his way. That football IQ that you can't really explain, got he it. has that. It was nice of you Josh Allen to throw it to him, too. That was very That's kind cool. of him, just a layup <laughs> like that. All right, my this or that is Walker Little or Cam Robinson. And I know you're thinking, well, obviously Cam Robinson right now, but this is long-term. This is off-season talk that I'm going to bring up right now. Cam Robinson, the front office is very happy with the way he's playing. And I talk to Tony Baselli every week, who is raving about the way Cam Robinson is playing. Walker Little played last week, held his own, had one sack, a rookie figuring it out. And when he was drafted, we all assumed, okay, that would be the replacement for Cam Robinson on a one-year deal. I'm now starting to think, what if they re-sign Cam Robinson? And this is going to be a tough decision because both are playing kind of well and Walker Little is supposed to be the replacements. I don't know if it's going to happen that quickly. What if they re-sign Cam Robinson? Little's working on a rookie contract. Mm -hmm. If you want Cam Robinson, you certainly have the cap room Mm -hmm. to be able to keep him. It sounds, when you talk to folks on that side of the hall, it sounds like they're really high on the way that he's playing. Right. Um, So there's no need to rush it. 
get a team friendly deal that that works for Cam Robinson and his people. Now he's not going to want a team friendly deal. That's my yeah. But find a way to structure a contract if it's possible, and you don't have to move on. You know, you you've got Jawan Taylor on the other side. You're waiting for him. You know, we talk about Josh Allen's development. Well, may have taken a little longer because of the ACL in 2018, and and it lingered into 2019, and not a good football team last year. For us to see the Cam Robinson that they were excited about when they drafted him and moved up in the second round to get him in 2017. I wouldn't just assume he's gone. I think you try to find a way to keep him. Yeah, Cam brings a lot in the sense that he's, he's pretty reliable, yeah. uh, except for the ACLs. He had a couple of things, but, I mean, he didn't play last week, but that, that was kind of fluky. Um, the, the, the Madden types out there, are now saying, well, you drafted uh, Walker Little, you got to get rid of Cam Robinson, you do that. You you always want to beware letting good football players Absolutely. out of your building, especially on the offensive line. It would be a little unusual in this day and age to keep Cam Robinson because that was why they drafted Walker Little mm-hmm. to plug and play. But hasn't it been nice this year for you not to stress out when a first-string offensive lineman gets hurt? Uh, this team is really deep along the offensive line. I agree with you, Shalyn. I I don't know how it'll play out, but I do not think that re-signing Cam Robinson is remotely off the table. Yeah, and I don't think if I felt if I was asked the same question a couple months ago, I don't know if I would have felt that way. But I think it all depends if Cam Robinson wants that mega deal or not. They're going to have to. Oh, compromise. he's going to want it. Yeah, they're going to have to compromise. They're going to have to pay him, but they can also look at Walker Little. It, it, it's doable. Uh, it'll be tricky. Well. It, if we're talking about offseason at this particular moment, your highest paid player is your left guard, Andrew Norwell, right? Mm-hmm. Who's played well this year also. But if you're looking for some room, perhaps you can find it there cap-wise, yeah. right? Very true. And move on because you can't have a guard making $16 million and be your highest paid player if you're going to give Cam Robinson that kind of a deal. Very true. And that is This or That presented by Price.com. When we come back on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network, some Ozone snapshots. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle, and Baptist Health, changing healthcare for good. Over 30 communities to choose from with the best selection of move-in ready homes, quality, value, personalization. That's the DreamFinders Homes difference. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com. Well, Seattle was an enigma. It was, a, it was a bad day for Trevor, a bad day for the offense. Yesterday was we were facing a great defense. We kind of, I don't say we put the clamps on them a little bit, but we called it, we, you know, we just played smart complimentary football and uh, had the ball down in the red zone twice. If we scored those two touchdowns, then, you know, we're not even having, this, you know, about any struggles offensively at all, especially against that defense. But, um, I, I think Trevor's growing up as a quarterback and he's becoming very productive. Got a score in the red zone and how Trevor Lawrence has improved. We will talk about it right here on Ozone Snapshot. This broadcast is Ozone friendly. Ozone. Let's go to Orlando. We got KC. Oh boy. Are we back to kicker tryouts yet? The feel-good story of three weeks ago feels like a distant memory for special teams magic. Yeah, I don't think we're back to kicker tryouts. Uh, certainly Matthew Wright's day on, on Sunday 
was odd. He he had three field goals, and without the 55-yarder that he squeezed over the upright, it's a dramatically different game. Uh, he missed th- these three in a row, and technically, to be in Matthew Wright's corner a little bit, the first one wasn't going to count anyway. Like, it, everybody's saying he missed two. Right. The Jaguars had a legal procedure there, so that wasn't going to count. So give him a little bit of a break there, but he still missed three. Um, this is going to be something to watch. Uh, he needs to have two or three clean games in a row so that people sort of breathe a sigh of release and say, okay, now he's got it. Uh, but I don't think we're down to kicker tryouts yet. I Give the kid a chance. How many kickers did we see last year? Six? Yes. Something like that? You don't want to get on the kicker carousel. You want to give this kid time. I mean, the two in the final four minutes in London. And then, I, look, when they lined up to try the 55-yard field goal on Sunday, I said to Fred Taylor, who was standing next to me, is this the right move here, right? Do we know this kid can nail it from 55 yards? Because if not, you're giving Josh Allen the ball in point-blank range, right? The other Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, he made it, right? So I said, well, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> um, and I, I think he's good. I think he's a good kicker. I'm not sure if he's a great kicker. I think he's a good kicker. Don't get on the carousel. Give him time. And I, I don't think they will. I, I don't sense talking to anybody that they're worried about him yet. But they, they won't let him cost them too much. Yeah, and this was the hesitation of, of letting Josh Lambeau go. Now you have Matthew Wright. Is there anything better on the street? Probably not. So, yeah, stick with him and, and see how it goes. That's the option you have right now. Such a head game with kickers. Certainly there have been kickers, many, many kickers, who have come in and performed worse and more inconsistently right. than this guy has. He, he has so far very much earned the right to be here. When he starts missing extra points, all right, then Different we can have that game. conversation. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's go to Wake Forest, North Carolina. Jeff, how do we think Trevor Lawrence is coming along? Is there hope? Yeah. Hope for what? <laughs> yeah, this one, well, there's this undercurrent out there, and, and everybody wants to pick apart every game, and I get it because he's the most high-profile player maybe in franchise history. Definitely. That's, that is accurate. So everything wants to be picked apart. My answer to this, I actually wrote this question in the Ozone uh, mailbag, is there hope? He is the hope. The end. The, yeah, I mean, and there is nothing so far to make you think that he's not going to be great. There's there's a little bit of accuracy stuff in talking to people who know quarterbacks. He is improving on that on that front. It 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 is a little bit mechanics that you've always got to be aware of as a quarterback. I think he will get better at maintaining that through the course of the season. That's not a given. You have to work at it. I think he'll get better on that front. But a lot of it is just awareness, reading the defense, getting more comfortable. I have seen nothing, to reiterate what I said earlier, is there hope? He is the hope. I don't care. I mean, I love Josh Allen. Yeah. I like a lot of things that are going on. It's a on. quarterback league. You're He's right. the hope. Good to have that. Um, he needs speed. There, he, he needs help. Help him out. He yeah. needs speed. They will, uh, they will turn over every rock in the offseason. They will look for speed everywhere they can. They will give him weapons. They will accentuate the other guys, like LaVisca, who is not a speed guy. And when you have speed on the outside, then LaVisca gets to do what he does best in the slot. Well, then you're better in two spots, right? They'll give him speed, and you will see him take a dramatic jump. Mm -hmm. Three wins for Peyton Manning, 28 interceptions his rookie year. He's in the Hall of Fame with two Super Bowl championships, right? They knew what Peyton Manning was going to be, and he became that. Mm -hmm. I feel the exact same way about this kid. They just have to build this thing for him. Yep. And Travis Etienne hopefully coming back next year. And you would hope that they say, all right, Trevor, what would you like here? They, here, 
You can have this one. They know what he likes. Yeah. They know what he needs. They'll find it. Absolutely. And that is Ozone Snapshot. When we come back, some closing thoughts here on the Jaguars Hard Rock Sportsbook Digital Network. Legal sports betting is here in Florida. Go to hardrocksportsbook.com for the latest details. Must be 21 and physically present in Florida to wager. Concerned about gambling? Please call 1-800-522-4700. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time. Head coach Urban Meyer takes the podium in about an hour. You can watch that on jaguars.com slash live. Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, along with a few other players after practice this afternoon. And then there's the Huddle Up podcast with Bucky Brooks and J.P. Shattuck this afternoon. We will see you right here on Jaguars Drive Time tomorrow morning. And John Osher, he's on Huddle Up too. Sorry. Jags. <laughs>